Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Brief Talk podcast from Underwear News Briefs. I am Tim, back with you, and we have our range of boys with us this week. We have Mr. Andy. Hello. We have Mr. Mr. Cody. Hey, hey. We have Mr. Eric. Hello, hello. We have Mr. Stevie. Hey, guys. And last but not least, Mr. Patrick. Hey. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. It's great to have you here. We have a really good show today, I must say. It's about taking underwear pictures, which I'm sure is on everyone's mind, how to take better pictures and things revolving around pictures. Uh, We have a brief note that if you're expecting a show the week of Thanksgiving, you're not going to get it because it's my birthday and Thanksgiving, and I'm not editing that week. You'll have to go six weeks without a regular show, but we have plenty of other shows to fill in. So you won't be missing anything. You won't even know we're gone until the next show. And then we may have two shows in one week. We have a, a what is it, a flood of podcasting lately. I'm debating doing two shows in one week. That shouldn't be too bad. And the first thing up is, believe it or not, this week, Speedo Women turned one. Yay! Yay. <laughs> we so did. Cody, tell our listeners a little bit about the one year anniversary well it's just been kind of a a whirlwind we you know when joe started the speedo movement technically he kind of started it right at the end of september and i came on like a week or two after and that's when we really started clicking in and working together so we we picked october 1st as our official anniversary day but depending you might even see a few posts from you know mid to late september you know, it's been a year and even with COVID and quarantine and all of that, we've just continued to grow as a community and we've had and been able to work with so many amazing companies that have been so generous in letting us show off their products and do contests and giveaways for the community. You know, like right now we have one with Aussie Togs that we just started today, which is, you know, another awesome Australian company. We just we never thought that we would be this this big this fast. And, you know, I can't say thank you enough to all of the people that are part of it and part of the community and support us and all of the guys and even women that send in pictures and understand the message. And we're just going to keep on keeping on. But how we really celebrated was we released our little merch line on October 1st. And I'm pretty proud of it because Joe and I have been working on it since. Oh, I would say if I was remembering correctly, maybe back in January is when we started coming up with design concepts and things. It's finally here. We're finally able to uh, put it up. It's on our website, thespeedomovement.com under movement merch. And you can get Speedo, you know, you can get towels, t-shirts, just, you know, and it's stuff that we did. I, I know, and I'm not taking away from anybody else's merch lines or anything like that to, or trying to say that we're superior, but these are things that Joe and I put our heart and souls into for real and designed and came up with. We we didn't just go to a company and say, hey, just do this for us and throw it together. We came up with the concepts, we came up with the patterns, and they all kind of have a different meaning and a different reason, which you can read on our descriptions. You know, we've got a couple of orders that are in production right now. I can't wait to see them on actual human beings besides, you know, my buddy and myself, because. those are the only pictures we have thus far. Yeah, so it's just, it's super exciting. I, I kind of have to pinch myself because I guess I could say that I'm actually a swimwear designer that owns a line now, which is nuts to me. 
just thank you all for your support and, you know, make sure we're just trying to keep that message going of body positivity and appreciation of being able to wear what you want and, uh, you know, celebrate your individuality. Happy birthday to us and, and to all of the community members. And thank you, I guess is what I would say. Hey, <laughs> there they are one. So they are just off the ground. Whereas UNB six days later celebrated 12. Two birthdays in the same month. Wow. (laughs) So awesome. Which does not seem possible that I started this 12 months ago, but the date is the exact exact date I bought the domain. Although I started it before I got the domain, but that's when I'm going by. Yeah. October 6th, 12 years. We're in our 13th year now, which is my lucky number. I'm expecting good things this 13th year. Hopefully it'll go well. Amen. I forgot to mention earlier, our sound hopefully will sound better because we're using this new program that takes out background noise. And so far, it's doing pretty good. Now, we still have Skype issues and internet issues, so we'll just have to deal with that. But, you know, the gods of the internet smile and frown at us at will. Yeah, hopefully hopefully you can't hear my porn playing in the background. No, we hear no moaning and (laughs) going harder, harder. Oh, sadly, we don't. Tim could dub it in. Yeah, I could drop some in the background. (laughs) Stop giving me shit about my dogs, then. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Never. Okay, so yeah, we're 12. Nothing special happened at 12 other than me doing a post real quick. It's not a big anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy birthday, Tim. I think it's awesome. I really, really do. I'm just, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of being part of this uh, podcast with all of you and just, so cool so congrats congrats well we've gotten some good feedback lately from a lot of the listeners out there and it's been really good to hear that so many people are loving the podcast which is sort of the next progression of the blog which is a lot of fun it's a lot of work but you know we have fun with it and it and it helps people i think so Mm -hmm. yeah so we're going to do more podcasts more videos uh, I do not expect to be doing, I have probably 15 podcasts saved up already or so are in the works. So we're have plenty. It's crazy. It's crazy, I tell you. And we're trying to get some brands on to join our shows and get topics. So if you want to hear us talk about something, send us a DM or message, whatever. Our main topic today is going to be picture taking. So everyone takes pictures of them in their underwear, whether you share it or not. I'm sure we all take pictures. I actually shared some this week on, what was it, Twitter. I was to say, what the hell was Tw- Yeah, in your inwear. I saw that. Yes, I did inwear, and I entered the cocksock my October. Um, so there's two pictures of me actually in underwear, believe it or not. Uh, so, yeah. That inwear jockstrap is really cool. Matthew sent me one, sent Joe and I one, too, for Pride Month. And it's it's just got such great color. So it was a great picture at Tim. Oh, I was feeling bold that day, thanks to Mr. Stevie. Yes. Uh, his, his his prodding, so to speak, to post some pictures. Right and on. I did it. Thank Good you. Good job, sir. Stevie. <laughs> My work. So we're, well, no, you got lots more work to do, mister. We have <laughs> yeah, a new <laughs> We have a new brief talk coming out. We have two of those in the can. We have a new one coming out, which is gonna be a lot of fun. But back to our show, because uh, there's not a tangent I don't ever dislike. Uh, So we're going to say how to take great pictures. And luckily, we have three amazing Instagrammers on our panel that take amazing pictures. 
Andy, Eric, and Stevie are the ones who always post the amazing pictures. Andy is like, I want to say the king. He's the king cake of Instagram. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That boy can prop his phone on just about anything. <laughs> he's, That's true. It's amazing, his pictures. He does really great pictures. We're going to start with Andy. How do you take your amazing pictures you post on the Instagram by yourself? Well, you know, it's all just a lot of trial, error, and um, good angles and lighting. Those are the big secrets, angles and lighting. But really, like, some people ask and wonder who takes my photos, and 99% of the photos I take are ones I take myself, and the other ones are usually have been taken probably by Eric or his husband. So they're good photographers as well. So having good friends helps. But for me, it was really just, it is just a lot of practice and trial and finding what angles work best for you. So for me, I like having the right side of my body slightly facing the camera more than the left. When I look at the photos from each side, I prefer the ones from the right. That's not going to be everyone's good angle. So you have to really play around and take a lot of photos. And the other thing you have to realize is I'd say the majority of people you see on social media, the photos they post, that is not the first photo that they have taken. (laughs) There are probably dozens that they have gone through and rejected for whatever reason. So if you feel like anytime you try and take a photo, it doesn't turn out as amazing as what you see, realize that most of those photos are not a first shot. Right. So you have well, to take a lot. Um, good lighting. It's like a regular photo shoot because I can yeah. speak from experience. We take made like one shoot, we took over a thousand, fifteen hundred pictures, and you really only had about 50 good ones to use. Yeah. That's, I mean, I've never taken a thousand at one time. Not that I, well, I don't know. Maybe now that's your next goal. That's your next goal. Yeah, no, that's got- way too many to go through. In fact, there's a lot of time, like the more I've done this, the more just tired I get of selecting some. So a lot of times I'm just like, ah, screw it. I'll just post this one. And I kid you not, the, the photos that I normally pick out that I think, I'm like, oh my God, I really love this. Yeah, people like it, but you know, it's not a very popular photo. And it's generally the photos where I'm like, I'm not going to go through all of these and like, pick apart every little thing. Like, I just want to post this one. So I'm going to post it, and then people, like, suddenly love it. So I think that's the other thing, too, is don't overthink things, because what you may pick out may not be what others like, and that's okay. Like, you really have to post what you like and what you think is a good photo of you, and and don't worry about the rest. Good lighting is important, too. Outdoor lighting is the best. So this summer, I've had lots of that. I had a friend buy me like one of those ring lights, like got, got the full like tripod and you can, you know, attach your phone. And that's just a lot of work. I just have never quite mastered, I guess, additional lighting. So I just try and find in my own house, you know, open the curtains up, have that natural light coming in and just kind of play around. And then my final piece of advice is be aware of your surroundings on whatever your photo is. So whether you're taking photos in a public space, depending on the type of photo you're taking, be aware of your surroundings. Even in your own house, be aware of, you know, in the background, is there something that gives away maybe too much personal information that you don't want to blast out to the entire world? Were so you the, the tips. Was it your picture, Andy, that had the 
the guy in the background and I was like, it looks like he stared just right at your ass. Was that your picture? Um, maybe. or was it, or was I, it Eric? One of you? No, that was Eric. Posted? Yeah. Okay. That was Eric. <laughs> and one? he was like, "Oh shit, I didn't even see that guy in the background." <laughs> the one of the uh, it was the the slider, Eric, the glass slider. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric, my uh, my husband took that one for me. Yeah, and it's not always nice. a bad thing if something's in the background. I just think people <laughs> need to be aware of what's in the background. Create a space where you can take pictures where there's nothing in the background. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. You All don't right, want Eric. any distractions. Like if you're trying to show off your butt, you don't want something distracting from that. Remember, less is more. Yes. And Eric, how do you take your pictures? What's your secret to picture taking? My secret is I, I use quite a few things whenever I'm taking pictures. When I first started posting pictures on Instagram, I was just using just like the, the front camera. And then just trying to like angle. It was mostly just straight up bulge with a lot of VPL and close up ass pictures. And my account was constantly getting deleted. So I kept getting, um, you know, I, I guess I'm just like a little disheartened. And I just, it kept getting to the point where I was just like, why am I going to continue to do this? Because my account's just going to continue to get deleted. But then over, you know, over time, kind of like Andy said, it, it does help when you have friends who <laughs> don't like taking a picture of you spread eagle on a, a lawn chair outside by the pool or just kind That's of what like good when friends are for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, when Andy came to visit us last year, you know, there was just um, pictures of him or just like, oh, this is going to be a good one. So I'd snap a few of him, send it to him. And, you know, eventually he ended up posting a few. But um, for me personally, if you if you notice the photos that I tend to post, um, they're usually they tend to be in the same areas of my home because, you know, I know what's in the background. Um, I know where to pose. And, you know, it's just kind of like my go to. But I, I tend to use a mirror so I can actually see, you know, how I'm looking and not just like some awkward ass pose and then just taking 30 pictures and not liking a single one of them. Um, but I also use just, you know, a basic little tripod, nothing fancy, nothing expensive. Uh, it has one of those ring lights on it. So it, it kind of adds a little light, natural light to kind of just make it pop a little bit more. So that's really right. kind of like my, my go-to. And then, you know, just like a little clicker to actually take the photos because um, I personally don't like using the uh, the self timer because I don't like waiting, holding a pose for ten seconds and then realizing that you know while I'm holding my breath, <laughs> I exhaled too soon, so my stomach is sticking out three times as more than what it normally <laughs> would. We have all been there. I, like, there. <laughs> so well, you, that, that's what that <laughs> that's what the little clicker helps for. You can also use your Apple Watch if you're on an iPhone to take pictures and preview it beforehand if you have one. True, true. Um, But then also just, you know, kind of like Andy said, just like just be mindful of your surroundings. Like, you know, you know that saying, like, you know, if you're going to take a picture uh, while you're in your room, make sure it's clean. Like, yeah, because you know what? People are going to judge you of the fact that you're in your underwear and they're going to judge you a second time if your room is just a filthy mess. So just be sure, you know, that it's not just a pigsty or whatever, because, you know, that's a huge impression that people have of you. 
So just, you know, it's just kind of like being mindful of your surroundings, you know, like Andy said, like, you know, no lighting, um, you know, know a good pose, you know, just little things like that. And, you know, it's not something that just happens overnight where it's just like, oh, you know, I'm a instant, you know, Instagram photographer and every single picture I take is going to be perfect. No, I take dozens of pictures and, you know, I end up, end up deleting like maybe a hundred and then just picking out like five or six that I really like. So that's kind of nice. my, uh, my go-to. Yeah. Lighting is its own beast. And yeah. I learned lighting for video that carries over to photography somewhat and learn how to get it. So there's no shadows now. I'm good at that. It, is ta- it nice. took me a year to learn that. There are some tricks. You need soft light, not hard light. So if you can get a diffuser on front of your light, it'll make the light softer and less shadows and less harsh. So remember that. And then there's the whole angle and you got to do that yourself. Okay, Mr. Stevie, you're up next because you are one for taking pictures in the wild, so to speak. You are known for taking pictures on the hood of cars, on a ferry to Provincetown, um, many outdoor places. So how do you take your pictures in the great outdoors as opposed to a more well, I say, quote unquote, studio setting like Andy and Eric do. Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up, I haven't uh, always had an interest in photography well before I started taking pictures of myself. Um, I love architecture. I am an architect. So I've always been like looking for that cool little, you know, detail or uh, interesting perspective. And luckily, I grew up in a world of digital cameras where, you know, you could take 30 pictures and hope that one comes out good. So I'm not the kind of person who will set up a shot and wait for the right lighting. It's a, you know, snap and go kind of thing. So, you know, take a bunch of pictures and then you go back and delete the ones that came out bad. And um, there's so. also post-production you can do now. Well, now, yeah. So, you know, that was that was how I always learned, you know, kind of got the knack for photography in general. And then when I started taking pictures of myself, I kind of used that same idea. And like the other guy said, you know, you take a bunch. There's no, <laughs> with a, with phones nowadays, there's no limit. You can take a hundred, a thousand, whatever you want and go through. And you know, sometimes you're like comparing between very small differences. You're like, oh, no, this one, my smile is a little too crooked or this one's a little too whatever. Delete, delete until you get down to those good handful that you really like. Um, and so that applies, I think, out in the wild, as you say, Tim. I like to, you know, find a cool setting and hopefully a private enough place, even if it's just a brief moment. And I am, uh, I've been with some people who have noticed me, who have witnessed me do this, and I'm very quick with dropping my pants. So it's a skill that I've come up with, whether it be, yes, on a ferry or on the hood of a car, dropping my pants really quick, finding a place to pop up my phone and, um, you know, set the timer, set the timer for three seconds and see how many pictures you can get in a row. It's uh, a little bit of an adventure, a little bit of a thrill, but sometimes you come up with some really great photos and sometimes the setting, you know, whether it be a clean room or a, you know, a lake or a, um, a city or wherever you are, rooftop, the, that background often adds to the value of the photo you're taking. So I keep that in mind. Yes, your pictures have always been like, how did he take that? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, this, this COVID life that we live, my adventures and settings have been limited. Um, although I am getting a car soon, so hoping that gives me some freedom to find some more secluded locations and cool spots. But yeah, I've been known to, to wedge my phone into like a fence chain or um, prop it up on a rock, uh, wherever I can find a bumper of a car, like wherever I can find a, a place to lean it. I'm not even that savvy enough to get myself a tripod, which maybe I should, but yeah. You need 
a gorilla pod that will wrap around things and you can attach it to things. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. It's so, made for that. Maybe. Yeah. But usually, I'm, usually when I find the, the urge or the moment, it's I don't plan ahead. And luckily, I'm like, oh, I'm wearing cute underwear today, which is hopefully most days. This is a cool setting. Let me see if I can grab a picture. Um, definitely been caught with my pants around my ankles a couple of times and hopefully just walked it off and no place that mattered. <laughs> so, well, obviously, um, no officer friendly coming up to you going, excuse me. Yeah. Usually it's, uh, you know, it's an awkward face and a mm, pick up my pants and run away kind of thing. But, uh, you know, crates for, like you said. Sounds something. like some of my day. Hmm. <laughs> it sounds like your TikTok officer and Stevie need to meet. That sounds like fun. Well, the TikTok officer is a straight boy, but. Oh, sorry. sorry. I'm sorry, Stevie. <laughs> sorry. That's all right. I'll find somebody. But yeah, it's been it's been good. And then, you know, and then just to talk like the other guy said, you know, angles and lighting, those are all like really good things. I've been also blessed with a very long selfie arm. I didn't realize this until people try to like do it themselves. And they're like, how do you get that angle? I don't know. My arm just goes that far and I can reach to an angle that works. <laughs> so that's a, a good thing. And, um, you know, I, I end up finding a lot of poses that are similar. It's just a curse that comes with, you know, when you find something that works, you end up repeating it too much. So I do try to um, go outside of my comfort zones when I can. And sometimes I hate it and I don't post those pictures, but sometimes it works out well. You know, I get inspiration from other people. I try to do my best with it. Nice. So what can what phones are you guys using, DV? Since pretty much my entire Instagram career here, <laughs> uh, I have an iPhone 10 hoping to get a newer one one of these days once the latest one comes out but it's been pretty good uh well don't jinx it i thought it was gonna come out a couple weeks ago no it's for sure coming out trust me i know i have six cents about apple it's coming all right but you know it's been really good uh like you said i recently got an apple watch and that's also added to the timer and delay abilities i will say uh, a friend of mine had a samsung or some kind of other android and their their uh timer situation you let, let you just speak to it and say like camera or something and it snapped a picture. I was a little bit jealous of that feature because it, it would make taking what? photos a lot faster. But um, hmm. so stuck with that one. It'll become. What about you, Andy? I'm an iPhone guy currently using the iPhone 11. Oh, newer. Ooh. Well, I upgraded this summer after I think I had the eight plus. That's what I. That's what Previously, I currently have. So it had been a while. And what about you, Eric? Uh, right there with Andy. I also use the iPhone 11. Prior to that, I had the 8 Plus. So it was a couple of years before I upgraded my phone. And then um, lately, uh, my hubby has actually has like a nice professional Canon camera that I've been thinking about, you know, testing out a few photos with. I've just been too lazy to, uh, to do it. Oh, I'll have to come visit again. <laughs> once, you get the, like, once you master that, <laughs> yeah, that, that, I actually just taking like a few random pictures, and it it takes amazing photos. Is um, it a newer one? Actually does um, it's the EOS M fifty? Okay, I don't he really probably know. Does. I don't really know too much about. Um, I don't really know too much about these types of cameras, to be honest. Well, you're going um, but from I think a... he bought it to do. What was that? Are we? You're going from a 12 megapixel to a 24 megapixel with that. So you're going to get yeah. some. Yeah, so you can blow seems... it up much bigger and crop it and make it look better. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully uh, I'll learn how to master that one. And then uh, once you start seeing like some, when you're able to zoom in and just like really 
see the detail on the inside of my cheeks. Uh, that's when you know you're you're taking photos with the Canon. <laughs> oh, one one program I can highly recommend. They're about to come out with a new one. Is Luminar, which I do. Oh, a lot I don't think I've heard of it. With. It it's AI type thing, and it like makes your pictures pop. Of course, it's the kind of photography I like, so I like it to pop. You can also do black and white, all sorts of, they have all sorts of filters in there. And the new one's coming out soon because they're pushing it. And it automatically does everything and makes it look great. Oh, cool. I'll probably check that out. Yeah, I mean, I tend to use the free app, Snapseed, just right on my phone. Snap- gets me a little Snapseed. Yeah. It's a must-have for any photography, either selfies or architecture. It's good. Yeah, it's that extra because it's free. We love free. Okay, before we wrap up our underwear taking picture section, what is one tip each of you can give people for making sure they have good pictures? We'll start in reverse order and go with Stevie. Yeah. So I, I do my features twice a week, and people send me lots of pictures, which I really appreciate, and I'm happy to share. Um, I will say, if you want to have a successful photo, in my mind, um, context and scale is important. You know, sometimes people zoom in really, cro- really close and uh, it's hard to appreciate the full intent. Just keep your big picture in mind, and um, it's always easier to crop it down later than it is to blow it up after. So, yeah. Very true. What about you, Mr. Eric? I'm going to say when, when taking photos, use a mirror so you can kind of see what it is you're, you're trying to achieve um, because it does make the, uh, that photo-taking process a lot easier as opposed to just blindly snapping pictures and then hoping that one or two of them might get what you're trying to capture. So that that's kind of helped me in my, uh, my ass taking process. <laughs> nice. And finally, Mr. King cake, Andy, I would say learn from others as you search around online, find photos that draw your eye and then try and mimic those poses. Don't get upset or discouraged if they don't work out. Instead, find the version of that that works for you. So is it a standing photo? Is it a kneeling photo? Is it a bent over ass photo? Like the type, the genre, I guess, the essence of the the photo. Take that as an inspiration and then make it your own. Lots of practice. Nice. Nice. Great tips from our photo experts. Thank you, boys. So that leads us into our next topic is, do you show face on the internet or do you not? What is right for you? And it really depends because the three boys who take pictures have shown face. I have not on the internet in underwear. I don't think Patrick, Patrick didn't when he took his pictures. He was just the underwear. Cody, when he's shown his Speedos, he's shown it all off. I come from the old school since I'm the old person in the bunch. But you don't show face because you never know where it's going to come back. And people go, do you remember doing this? So how do you guys feel about showing face or not showing face? Let's bring in Mr. Patrick. Yeah, so it really comes down to a few reasons as to why I don't. First being kind of the line of work that I'm in. I'm in a highly regulated environment in the profession that I'm in. Yeah. And because of that, you know, there there are things I need to attest to on a yearly basis as far as code of ethics and code of conduct. And this kind of falls under that where I could potentially get into trouble or an issue um, should my page get found out. And it's really, it's, you know, as much fun as it is, or it has been, 
because obviously I'm not really doing it right now. It's just, it's not worth me, you know, having an issue, I guess, with my, with my employment, with my career, you know, I love my job and I love everything about it. And I don't really want to mess with that. And obviously I want to make sure that I can provide for my family and I don't want to lose that over taking some pictures and posting it on social media. It's just not worth it for me. Other reasons though, that I don't show face. And again, you know, if you see my face, it's, it's because I trust you. So everyone on the panel here has seen my ugly mug. And there's like a, a, you know, a handful of people outside of the panel that have seen my face. And it's because I trust you. And because I feel as though, you know, there's nothing for me to worry about in terms of being found out. I don't think that you're going to undermine me and, you know, post my pictures or whatever. It's going to be the cover art of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, besides that, so other reasons why I don't really show face besides, you know, work is that, you know, when I first started posting selfies or underwear selfies on social media, you know, I, I kind of tried to justify it in that, you know, if I'm not showing face, and if I'm not even really showing off my body, it was less sexual in nature. You know, back then, you know, I was really dealing with trying to accept who I was as a bisexual man. And I had a lot of guilt feelings for that, especially since I was married to my wife, who didn't really know about the pages and stuff like that. So I try to justify it that if, you know, I'm just focusing on the underwear, it was less sexual in nature. I mean, it's kind of stupid in hindsight, if you think about that, because obviously I was focusing on the underwear, which basically was just focusing on my bulge or my ass for the most part. So I guess it was kind of stupid to think of it that way. But in general, I'm just not a show off kind of person. You know, my page has always been not about, hey, look at me in my underwear, not saying that that's a bad thing and not saying that that's not something people should be doing. But my page was always, here's a pair of underwear that I love. These are the reasons why I love it and try to inspire other guys to maybe make good underwear choices. You know, that's always been the purpose of my page. So I don't really need to show off my body or my face to do that. Perhaps if I showed off my body, you know, I'm very proud of my body. Maybe, maybe I would have had more followers or more likes. I don't know. That's kind of the reasons why I don't. It's kind of funny, you know, going back to the whole work thing and why I don't show off face too, is that, you know, for me, I, I don't really need coworkers or friends in my personal life to come across me in underwear. And especially now that I'm out, since I came out earlier in the year that I am bisexual, you know, it's it's really no one's no one really needs to know that. I mean, it's my my thing between myself and my wife. You know, if I choose to share that with somebody, that's fine. But it's not necessarily I need to put that out there that, you know, I'm a bisexual person. Not that I'm not proud, but, you know, I don't need my coworkers to know that. It's really none of their business. It has nothing to do with them. And so if I'm posting, you know, pictures of myself showing face in my underwear and proudly saying that I'm bisexual and stuff, without having come out to someone that might have come across those pictures, it kind of looks shady, you know, and I don't really want to be that person. And it's kind of funny, because the whole reason, well, not a whole reason, but one of the catalysts of as to how I came out was because my wife saw a UNB article, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, where she clearly recognized my bulge. I mean, again, I wasn't showing off much of my body or obviously my face or anything, but she clearly knew it was me. She clearly knew <laughs> she clearly knew that was her husband's bulge and underwear. 
in the pictures that were posted, you know, and she was just like, hmm, but this guy talks about being bicurious and blah, blah, blah. So, and I'm glad that she found that because obviously it was, it's, it's been a good thing for me, you know, cause I struggled on how to tell her and, you know, it just kind of was like, all right, let's just do it. But that's kind of the SEO why. was so good. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but that's kind of the reason why I don't really show face. Not that I don't think I'm, you know, I, I'm attractive. I think I don't think I'm necessarily hot, but I think I'm a good looking guy. Can't I'm really proud daddy of for nothing. <laughs> but there is, you know, there are a few photos out there that I posted that show off more of my body or have shown off other things that I'm not proud of that I don't feel as though I should have posted. Um, I can remember a picture of full body. I mean, it was taken from my back or whatever, but you can clearly see like my face, but like my kitchen and my dining room was in this picture and someone that was, uh, you know, I had sent it to someone that had a, a big page or whatever that I was friends with, who I think recently actually came back to Instagram. I had heard and I talked about, you know, body positivity because in this photo, it was me before I lost a ton of weight. Not that I was bad looking. And, I, you know, I got a lot of compliments on that picture. But, you know, I dealt with a lot of issues as far as, you know, feeling comfortable in my skin and my body, you know. So that photo was of me before I lost, I don't know, 50 something pounds or something like that. And, you know, it's just so that photo, I kind of wish it wasn't out there because it's out there. And, you know, if someone knows my house, they would kind of recognize that. But hey, you know, it is what it is. But that's really the reason why I don't really show uh, faces really has to do with work, has to do with the fact that I don't want people finding out, you know, about my sexuality, you know, without me telling them. And also that, you know, it's just always been a focus on the undies and nothing else. You know, I don't need to show off my body. I'm comfortable in my body. I love my body. I've worked hard for my body. I don't really need to show that off, you know? Very cool. Thank you, Mr. Patrick. And someone else who hasn't been in our conversation yet, but shows it all off on the Instagram live is Mr. Cody. Yeah. Not one for dropping his pants and showing the swim briefs off on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I think with the message that we're trying to put out there with the speedo movement is it's, it's about owning and being comfortable and everybody is on a different portion or step or, or part of that path for themselves, because it's, it's absolutely an individual thing. So I just kind of early on said in my head, well, I know that at some point somebody's going to see this and they're going to ask me about it. And that'll be that I, I, I was nervous at first, but I kind of decided like, if this is something that I'm going to wear in public anyway, and that I do wear in public anyway, like I could be in the background of somebody else's picture and that could be floating around just as easily as a picture that I control or take can be floating around. I also think it helps connect with, with the community, with the people that, you know, we are interacting with on a daily basis. It kind of makes it a little bit more of human. And the fact that Joe and I both are just normal guys, neither of us has, you know, any sort of super chiseled body or anything like that. And that's kind of the message is you, I mean, you can wear and do what you want, but that's, that, that I don't say that to take away from people that are in any other, you know, portion of their journey. I don't, I don't do a lot of close-ups. You know, I, when I take my pictures and stuff, I, a lot of times I use my, my ring light because then I can, I don't remember who, I think maybe it was Eric said, you have the clicker. I have a remote control on mine too. And 
basically what I'll do is try to take like a million pictures as quickly as I can just to get it over with. And then I'll kind of flip through easily and find one or two where I don't have my eyes shut. and I don't look like I have some goofy look on my face. And that is what I post. I, I try to keep it as real and as natural as possible because that is that is our message. Again, not to say that there's anything wrong with photoshopped or touched up or, you know, filters or anything like that. It's just that's not what we're personally promoting on the Speedo Movement page. So if I do that on my pictures, then I'm kind of living a a little bit of a lie. So I just try to keep them as easy as natural and I mean every once in a while I'll turn one from color to black and white and that's pretty much the only filter I've committed that I will sometimes use but I don't do anything else. You know, I might crop it out depending if I see something. But I mean, for the most part, I haven't had I haven't had anybody yet recognize me. I think we've talked about that on prior podcasts and stuff too. I'm I'm kind of like, now that we are a year old and now that we have such a large group. And in fact, I know several guys here in the Kansas City area that do I talk to on a regular basis on the page. And so I'm bound to run into them. Some of them I know work and live within a couple miles of my office. So at some point, I'm sure we're going to meet, you know, or see each other out at maybe if we ever get to go back to restaurants again, or feel comfortable with it, I guess we technically can, but I don't feel comfortable with it yet. I just kind of put it out there. I asked my wife when when I first started, I was like, you know, is this going to be something that if, if it happens, if people see it, is it going to be embarrassing to you? Or is that going to be something that will affect you? And she said, No, go for it. I think it's awesome. You own yourself. And that's your body. And you know, I'll support what you want to do. And uh, I don't, luckily, I don't have a job where, I mean, I'm in insurance, I'm an insurance agent. And I mean, if somebody doesn't want to be our client because of a picture of me and swimwear on the internet, well, then I don't need them as a client anyway. I'm, I'm luckily not in a situation where I have to worry too much about it. I mean, back when I was in our corporate offices, I might because in the corporate offices, there was a lot of catty bullshit and a lot of, you know, manipulating and undercutting and people, you know, meandering, you know, just trying to get ahead, basically, for any reason, but just doing their jobs. So but I'm not in that world anymore. So it is what it is. I just kind of put it out there. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens. So far, it's been positive. So I can't complain. (laughs) Let me ask our three from our last segment, Andy, Eric and Stevie, has anyone ever either recognized you in public? Or had our family members run across the Instagram or anything like that? Yeah, I've been I've been recognized in public before. Um, it's uh, I mean all flattering things. Um, usually at a gay venue, I'm a follower, and it's both. I don't know, it's a little startling in a, in a good way, I guess. Like, yeah, I put myself out there, so it's I guess I sh- you know shouldn't be surprised. But it's kind of weird when somebody knows you in an intimate way when you're not prepared to know them equally. I, I'm flattered by it, so it's it's always been a positive experience. Nice. Yeah, for, had, for me or go ahead, Andy. Well, I was just gonna say I've had similar where people followers have recognized me and it's always it always catches you off guard because you're like, oh wait, who is this? But but it's always a great thing. But as far as coworkers, like I actually when I first started my account, I intentionally blocked coworkers at the time because on my very first account I ever had it was all really just selfies. And then it got into some fitness photos. And I had like one shirtless photo one day. And it was like a progress picture. I was really proud um, of what I'd accomplished. And like a couple of the women that I worked with were like beat red from it. And it's like, 
you could come across me like at the beach or at the pool or running, you know, a, down a path without a shirt on. But it just like it kind of got very negative with them. Like, I don't need this energy. So I had just opted to block those people out from the start anyway. But other than that, I've never really had anyone else just stumble across my page, I think, especially with the content that I post, the hashtags that I use. For it to get into the algorithm of most people, they're searching out something similar, right? They want to see what I'm putting out there anyway. It's, I think it's really sometimes hard to just stumble across this if you're not already down the path. Eric, what were you going to say? Uh, for me, uh, <laughs> so there was two separate occasions. So like one time at, I think it was at West Street Beach, I went with one of my girlfriends and I think I met up with Ryan there one day. And then I posted some pictures uh, the next day. And then uh, one of my followers commented saying like, oh my God, it's like, I thought that was you, but I wasn't sure. And I was too scared to, you know, go up and say anything. And, you know, I told him like, oh, well, you should have. But then in hindsight, I it probably would have just caught me off guard because no one's ever really, you know, put two and two together. Like whenever I'm out in public, um, another time we were at a bar and um, one of the guys that we met in Palm and yeah, in Palm Springs, um, I didn't realize he was at the bar, but he walked up behind me and like whispered into my ear, like, are you wearing a thong underneath that? And it just like, completely threw me off guard and i was like i turned and i was like excuse me because i didn't know who it was or like what to say but then i recognized <laughs> who it was but yeah it just it it's one of those things where you know you you either get used to it or you don't and yeah you know in terms of like you know going back to you know posting pictures with your face or without you know i kind of had that that same mentality that you mentioned where, well, what if this picture gets to this family member or what if it, you know, circulates to work? So I always had that fear in the back of my mind. And then, so most of my pictures, you don't really see my face, but mostly, and then like, as this year kind of progressed, I was like, you know what? F it. Like, you know, we're, it's 2020, the damn world's about to end. Like the last thing I need to worry about is somebody seeing my face. And then, you know, kind of like what Cody was saying was, you know, because you don't, or Patrick is, you know, what if a coworker sees it or whatever, it's like, oh, what I post, none of it reflects with what I do for work. So if my company tries to say like, oh, hey, well, this picture came about, it's like, okay, well, you know, there's no way to really put two and two together. So there's really nothing for us to discuss. Um, but then, you know, secondly is I tend to take most of my photos early in the morning when, you know, you have that magic lighting from the sunrise and I, I look like hell in the morning. So that's, that's why most, <laughs> most of my pictures don't have my face unless it's like a summertime or we're out by the pool or, you know, at an event or something where I've actually put a little effort into, you know, doing my hair or just looking presentable. Ninety percent of the time, I look like a beast. So, lies. <laughs> you know, Those are lies. <laughs> he looks great, but nah, you kind of. I, I look. <laughs> I look rough in the mornings. Trust me. No, oh, I. I would look even rougher. I can almost guarantee you with the hair. But you sort of segue into our next topic, which is being an insta slut. But before we go there, <laughs> you all mentioned 
people coming up and getting to know you. Just wait until the podcast gets bigger and people come up to you and recite stories you've told that you've totally forgotten you've told on the podcast. And you're going to go, stalker, what are you doing? (laughs) And realize that the podcast is bigger than it is. And people remember this stuff, even though we don't. So that'll happen (laughs) to all of us at some point. I've had a couple of those in my DMs where someone, you know, has listened to the show and that's great. And they mentioned something. I'm like, they're like, oh, I really resonated when you said this. I'm like, when did I say that? Because, I mean, first of all, by when we record these, by the time they're edited and they come out and all that, it's been a while. So I've completely forgotten like what I even had for breakfast, let alone what I said a week prior. So yes. I always have to go back and like, listen really quick before I respond to them. Like, what was I even, what was the context? What was I saying? But it's, yes. it's been good. It's all positive. Yes. So that'll, that'll definitely happen. So just be prepared. If you haven't had it happen to you already, it's a coming. And I've told so many stories over ever how many shows we've done. I don't remember. I've podcasted enough this month to last me till the end of the year. And I'm sure I've said things that people are going to go, remember when you said this? No, I don't. How did you find out about that? I never said that. And you did. But moving on into our last topic on taking pictures, we when I came up with this topic, I did it before I found this amazing uh, TikToker. And no, it's not Cody. So sorry. He's our resident TikTok expert. It's George. But I'm going to play his TikTok and a brief interview we did with him about being an Insta slut, which was a really great conversation. It's only a few minutes long. And then we'll jump back into our conversation. So here's our interview with George. When I was a kid, I thought I was a wizard. When I grew up, I learned that magic is not real, but science is real, and science can do some pretty magical things. So instead, I decided to become a scholar and got some new animal companions along the way. But I was still this scrawny little boy who lacked real confidence in himself. I took a job as a science teacher. At the same time, I also joined a gym And as the size of my arms grew, so did the confidence in my body. Before I knew it, I ended up being kind of an Instagram slut. Being an Instagram slut does not make you hireable as a teacher. I could delete all of my social media. I simply did not want to do that. So I left teaching and I enrolled in graduate school to try my hand at some real science research. And now I'm currently developing my own cellular-based assay to screen antiviral drugs as targets against COVID-19. There's certainly no role model by any stretch of the imagination, but so long as the choices you are making are not hurting anybody else, do what you want to do with your life. And now welcome to the podcast, George, who I ran across on TikTok with one of his TikToks got me excited about this topic today because it addressed exactly what I was going to do. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the show. It's funny because I came up with the topic before I saw your TikTok, probably a day or two before we were doing pictures on social media and you had a TikTok that was talking about you were a science teacher in high school and, in your words, an Instagram slut. We had a little discussion beforehand about being a teacher and Instagram slut. But in general, you brought up a good point. It shouldn't matter if you have a regular job, if you go on Instagram and post underwear pictures or whatever yourself. Yeah, I think that's I think that's becoming more normalized in today's society because I think more and more people are uh, 
jumping on the bandwagon of body positivity and celebrating sexuality. I think that's a trend that the gays started <laughs> that yes. the general population has since taken up. And um, yeah, I, I think in most jobs, it's completely um, well known that those two things are unrelated. You're ability to perform whatever work you do and your job. Now, granted, yes, in my situation with teaching, I actually chose by my own free will to leave the world of teaching because I did not want that status to be a role model to people that were minors. (laughs) True. going to be on the internet showing a lot of things. True. Very true. Yeah, that's different. But your current job is not one of teaching. And if you so decided to post pictures, it shouldn't really matter because it has nothing to do with your day job. Right. And um, I've still done work in education outside of formal teaching. So I've also held a job at an aquarium. And that is a job where I also work with the public. And that includes children that come to the aquarium. And I work in education. So I'll take like some of our ambassador animals and teach the kids about them. And that in and of itself is a different job from teaching too, because in that case, I am very much a stranger to that public. I meet them yeah. for one day for like an hour, teach them something, and then they move on with their lives. It's a lot different than being in a classroom with a group of kids that you have for a whole year. True. And as we said before, once one person finds it, they're going to share it with everyone else at school and be like, look at Mr. So-and-so. Look, look, look what they're doing. Or Mr. So-and-so, look. So I'm sure it'll go around the school faster than anything. Yeah, and I think that's one of the downsides that people can relate to in most jobs field, job fields, maybe not with your students, but with your coworkers. If you have this account that you're keeping secret and it's something you don't want people to see, now that I don't really know. I tend to be very much, if I'm going to put it on the internet, I'm okay with absolutely anybody and everybody seeing it. So it is kind of weird because I am in this position where I'm like, hey, if my employer finds this Instagram account, I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's a good attitude to have, though, because a lot of people don't. They're kind of like, like, oh, no, no one can find out about it because underwear seems to have a stigma at times with a lot of people when it's like it's just underwear. It's not anything crazy. So that's good to hear that you want whatever you put out. You're like, OK, whatever. Has anyone that you've worked with found your Instagram before or has anyone said anything that you know? Oh, of? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a bunch of people at the aquarium did know. And the thing is, is. Yeah, I feel like there's power in taking ownership of it. So I was always very open about it with these coworkers instead of acting like it was something to hide and something that I felt like people would find on their own and maybe gossip about. It's more just like, yeah, dude, I do this. And if you want to follow it, okay, that's cool. But I I, I will let you know up front as your coworker, my Instagram is not the page you might necessarily want to follow. So Good keep point. that in mind. And I will gladly explain to you why that is. That's awesome. That is a great attitude to have that a lot of people out there don't have. When they people approach them, they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We just did an interview with a model that'll come out shortly that his parents didn't know he was gay until he won an underwear contest to model. And it's like, oh, so, yeah, that's a whole different story. But people are need to really own what they do. And that's that's great to hear. Yeah, yeah. I definitely can't imagine. Um, I feel like it would be tough to be closeted and having like a secret persona on the internet. I feel like that raises the stakes a lot. So I feel like it is easier for me to be in a position as like an openly gay adult man. I feel like, yeah, I do this. That's awesome. That's why I wanted to have you on the show because your TikTok is, it's a lot of fun. It's a, It's definitely your personality. It's definitely who you are. 
and it's really cool to watch. You you did one about something science, and I had no idea what you were doing, but it was just interesting to watch. I was like, I have no idea what you're doing, but this is really cool. Yeah, so like, fun side tangent real quick. That TikTok account is called What the F Science because I started yes. it as a science thing because I was going to be a science teacher back in the day. And then I just never changed the name of my social medias because I was like, eh, I'll just keep it. So my What the F Science is a bit of a misnomer because there's a little bit of science and then like a whole bunch of pump underwear. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. The science is cool when you do it. I was just like, this is amazing. It's like, I know it kind of what you're doing but really have no clue but you know i know the equipment i was like that's about all i know hmm centrifuge <laughs> that's all I, that's all i really know but yeah if you haven't subscribed to his tiktok go do it it's a lot of fun he has an amazing dating tiktok that sums up gay dating exactly i'm not gonna spoil it for you you gotta go watch it because me and a friend were talking yesterday about it and it's like totally gay dating so you have to go watch it so i guess that's about everything I want to talk to you about. Thank you for coming on the show. I will definitely have to get you back in for more topics because I think you'd have a lot, be a lot of fun to talk to you and have on the show. Again, tell them your TikTok. Yeah, so uh, that TikTok account is literally spelled out word for word, what's the F science? And the F is actually E-F. Yes. <laughs> it used to stand for engaging fast fun science. That was my little thing that I had. Um, oh, cool. So that's what it is. <laughs> and that's the meaning behind it. Would love to be on any time and ramble with you about various topics of men and well, their underwear. That sounds like something I would be all on board for. Well, we talk about it's not just underwear. We talk about society. We talk about a lot of different things in underwear too. So I think you would have a lot of fun with it. So we'll definitely work on that. Thank you again for coming on our show, and we will have you back soon. All right, thank you. Thank you, George. It was fun interviewing. We're going to get him on a future show as well because he said. Like he said, underwear and men are two of his favorite topics. He'll be perfect. Another thing happened right around the same time is it deals with women. So I know some of you are probably like, oh, but bear with me. There were a group of medical students or doctors who were getting in hell for posting bikini pictures out in their spare time. And they were talking about how they're a bad doctor. So this all sort of goes together, taking pictures, being an insta slut. Uh, should it really matter with your job? Eric and Cody and Patrick have mentioned it. Should this be something we should be looking at when people are posting? Does it affect their abilities to do their job? Who wants to go? I can go. I mean, since I kind of talked about like how I'm in a highly regulated environment with that. Personally, I think it shouldn't. This is my own personal life. I should be able to post what I want within reason. And I think if I'm posting selfies in underwear, you know, I don't think that necessarily makes you an Insta slut, <laughs> you know, perhaps well, if I had an OnlyFans page or something like that and was posting, well, you know, well, George, more than that. George brought up one thing and he's like, how can you be a slut on Instagram with their role? Exactly. So. Exactly. It's so true. But it, you know, it annoys me that, you know, I have my job, I do what I do and I do it well and I'm paid well for it. And I'm respected in my environment and by coworkers and clients and whatnot. It really has no bearing in my personal life and what I do with my personal life. The fact that I need to attest to a code of conduct and a code of ethics each year as part of my job, you know, kind of limits me in that sense. And again, like I said earlier, I don't want 
you know, something like Instagram or Twitter or whatever, messing with my livelihood and me being able to provide for my family and all that, it's just not worth it. And it's really not worth the fight for me. I enjoy it. You know, when I was on Instagram, I had a lot of fun and Twitter, I'm not really on. I actually, I hate Twitter. I got to be honest, but that's besides the point. Yes. You know, (laughs) so it's just, it's just, you know, it's such crap that, you know, you shouldn't be able to post pictures of something that you're, you know, really into and something that you have a passion about. I mean, I think everybody on this panel has a passion for underwear and or Speedos, Cody. And I just think that, or or men's fashion in general, it's just, you know, it's something that we're passionate about, we really enjoy. And that shouldn't interfere. A hobby of mine shouldn't interfere with my professional life. That's my professional opinion or my personal opinion. And unfortunately, it does. You know, that's the reality of it for me. Yeah, there have been stories over the years that that I have heard of being called into HR and your Instagram account being like, what is this? Now, granted, George said in the post or in the interview that being a teacher is a little bit different because you're dealing with younger kids. But we're talking about jobs that are, you know, they have nothing to do with kids. They're nothing to do with anything like that. It's just you expressing yourself, being who you are. And like Andy said earlier, shirtless picture was like scandal at work. Yeah, it was scandal for two. It was complimentary for others, though. And that's what really, I guess, started framing my opinion on all of this, which is I intentionally blocked them out because I didn't want to hear their feedback. And since they weren't going to unfollow, right? Like, that's the easier choice. But I'm like, you're not going to unfollow me. I'm going to start my own account. I'm going to do my own thing. And it's clear you don't want to see it. I'm cool with that either, so I'll block you. But over time, I've just developed this attitude of this is my life. It's, you know, whether it's my personal life, whatever, I don't represent like the face of a company. I'm not out there publicly representing anyone. And so I do my thing and it's it's my personal life. And a lot of what you see on my page are things that you could see me wearing in public, right? So it's people may not like that, but it's certainly uh, legal for me to wear the things that I wear in the public settings where I do. And so it's never become an issue. But if someone wanted to make an issue, I'm certainly happy to argue with it. I think that the world is changing enough. I mean, we have a first lady who appeared, you know, in Playboy. And that is not a knock, by the way. I don't think it should be a scandalous thing. I think it should just be that people are embracing who they are. And part of my page, beyond being like a body positive space and an underwear space, I'm a very sex positive person. And I like to have discussions with people, you know, on my page about these topics and not like in a sexually raunchy way all the time. But my piece in this is, especially as the majority of my audience is gay men, we really didn't have any sexual education growing up and certainly not gay sex specific education. And so we, I think, have a lot of people embarrassed about things, unsure about things, uncomfortable about things. And so I like people to talk about it. And I like people being more free to express themselves and express themselves, whether that's through body positivity, through what they want to wear for underwear or swimwear, or expressing themselves and their sexuality. I'm all for it. 
I probably, there may be situations where I probably need to filter more, but I'm just, <laughs> that's just me. Like once I became very comfortable with my own life, I just feel everyone else should. And I know that not everyone else can, and I don't push anyone to do that. But my point of view is just based on, well, hey, I've got one life. I want to do what I want to do, and I'm not harming anyone. So if someone can give me a rational reason why that's wrong, happy to listen to it. But if it's just, you know, because it makes someone uncomfortable or it's not they're not used to, I don't have time for that. Yeah, I tend to I tend to agree. I think that the the thing for me that I am thinking about more as we're talking about this is the idea of do you actually represent a company or a brand? And if so, does this actually affect that? And and what I mean by that is, you know, like I mean, my like I said, I'm an insurance agent. If somebody wants to find the picture, is fine. But I understand, like for Patrick, I mean, as a person that's involved in a situation where people have to gain trust in order for you to do your job in a way that that could that could affect it because that is a a whole different situation and it doesn't come along or about very often i mean i want to flippantly say fuck everybody that wants to go and worry about somebody else's personal situation it's it's a little bit more complicated than that and you know, it's kind of like that adage when my wife and I, one of the very first times we ever went to a sex store, it was like, oh my God, what if we see someone we know? And and I looked at her and she looked at me and I kind of said, well, if we see somebody we know, they are there too. So like they can't say something about us without saying something about themselves. And I part of that is when we're doing pictures and stuff on our pages, they are technically our pages. Like I own the Speedo Movement page with Joe or you all and our private pages that we own are our pages so we can control the content. But when it comes to the work situation, unfortunately, I think companies are going to err on a more conservative situation because they haven't quite gotten there. And those of us that are able to post are hopefully, like you said, Andy, working on changing that and, and showing that you know, like Joe and I say, a lot of times when we're talking with people on our page, it's like we understand that a lot of people do find Speedo and thong style swimwear as as like an erotic situation. But there's a difference between being sexy and being sexual. And we're not really the page where we're wanting to portray being sexual or overly sexual per se. But we don't mind if if people are finding themselves and appreciating the sexiness of being able to be confident, confident and comfortable in, in these types of swimwear. So it's, it's really, it's really a multi-tiered thing that it's really hard to, to decide. I think it's just one of those things everybody needs to figure out for their own situation. And I've thought a lot about it. Like if I ever transition back into a corporate role, you know, in a larger company, I'm going to have to be more selective about the company because I know from the company I spent eight and a half years with that it probably would have been something that called me into HR if somebody wanted to uh, bitch about the pictures that I'm posting now. So I don't know. I guess it's just it's that's just a silly thing, you know, but that's unfortunately what a lot of people do. Anyone else have any thoughts on the topic, Mr. Stevie? Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's it's tough. I, I know we live in a world where people's level of comfort when it comes to sexualization is drastically varied. So I know we all have a pretty positive sensibility here. So it's hard to put on someone else's perspective and, and understand where they're coming from. But we said earlier, and, and George said, like Instagram, for example, the platform that has plenty of policing involved, 
to the point where it's almost ridiculous. But, um, you know, everyone has to find their own level of comfort with what they're willing to share and live with the consequences or good or bad that come from that. Um, you know, I'm a person where I am happy to share as much as uh, Instagram will allow me, um, but I never take it to the point of full nudity. That's just my personal level, you know, but it's, uh, it's, it spans across many different um, levels of comfort. I have a friend who has a pretty successful Insta, um, sorry, Twitter account where there's plenty of nudity and showing off to that regard. And he worked for a large major retailer who found out the page and fired him on that basis. And I think that's just despicable because, yeah, why can't we be private people if we're not, you know, mentioning our professional you know, conflicts there? Um, but it still happens. It's unfortunate, I think. And, um, you know, I, I'm fortunate enough to work for small company where this is like the last thing on their mind right now, <laughs> worrying about what I'm doing in my private life. And um, it has really no bearing on on that. So it's uh, a tricky world, but, you know, we're all got to be what's, what's comfortable for our, ourselves. Exactly. That's something that hopefully, excuse me, will be changing in the future and be even more so. So that'll wrap up our show this week. We could have gone on much, much longer on all of these topics, and we may break them out more later. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. If you haven't already, go check out the blog, unbblog.com. And if you love our podcast and you haven't done so already, join our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash unbblog. I know times are not the best economically for a lot of people. So if you can't join, which we understand, especially me right now. Share the podcast on your social media or with friends who like underwear and get us some new listeners. That's just as good as donating money right now to us because we're still growing. Yay for us. Uh, we'll have some new shows out very soon. We'll have a new, we just released the Thong Show last week. We have a new Barely Brief. We have a ton of interviews coming. So stay tuned. We will be podcasting like crazy through the end of the year. Yay, everyone. Um, and now it's our time to say goodbye, but let's tell everyone where they can find you on social media, Mr. Andy. You can find me on Instagram at the Scruffy Gay. So follow him. You will not be disappointed, um, especially if you like cake. Just saying. <laughs> Mr. Eric, where can people find you? Uh, you all can find me on Instagram at uh, UndiesGeek85. Nice. Go follow him. And especially if you like geeky things, because he's got some amazing toys. and special things and horror things which i would not want in my house but you know hey to each their own that would scare me in the middle of the night to wake up to jason or freddie over me i'm just <laughs> well i don't eric sleep has in here. lots this... of special toys <laughs> eric has lots of special toys this, well, this is just my happy place i don't sl- <laughs> i don't sleep in here but the but the happy toys you're referring to cody are in the uh in the place i sleep so yes there you go a little bit of a little happy bit of both to- Happy toys are good. The other ones, I would just be like freaked out. But moving on, Cody, where can they find you? Yeah, so we are on most social media. If you search the Speedo Movement, Instagram is the underscore Speedo underscore movement. There are a couple of fake accounts on Instagram that are not us. And we do have an account that we use for live. So, you know, we'll be the one that has, I think, the the larger following than any of the other ones that are trying to rip us off. And then, of course, knocked off. Yeah, we've been knocked off. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know how and why, speaking of censorship and Instagram and all that bullshit, like we have reported those accounts multiple, multiple times. And we have had community members that have reported those accounts and they are still up. But, you know, very early on, we had a couple of pictures taken down just because 
something on Instagram decided it was inappropriate and it was just a guy in a Speedo. So who the hell knows? But I mean, it's obvious to find us. And then, of course, our website, thespeedomovement.com. That's where you can also find our new line that we put out. And I hope you guys like it. If anything, you know, you can link to to a email there and shoot us an email. Let us know what you think, what your feedback is on the various suits and the the items that we're offering. Um, and yeah, just uh, and of course, obviously here on the podcast, because I love chatting with with everybody and um, the various perspectives that we all bring here and uh, really valued this format as well. Nice. Mr. Stevie. Yeah. Um, you can find me, you know, peddling my sweaty Instagramness at um, undies underscore cub. So go check me out there. Not slutty. It's friendly and artistic. <laughs> Good. I appreciate it's positive. That. And, it, you know, I will say your smile is always something that is just really great. So I like seeing your it's, slutty smiling pictures. Oh, thank you. It's, his smiling and his eyes. Those are the two. See, that's why uh, I put my face in my pictures, because, you know, I'm, I'm a full package. What can I say? <laughs> he is the full package. That's our Stevie. Yay. And last but not least, we have Mr. Patrick, who hates where he's currently at on social media. <laughs> he's in the gutter. He's in the gutter of social media. Twitter. Uh, I can't even do it. Seriously. <laughs> Twitter. Yeah. Free stuff on Twitter. I really, I hate Twitter. It's just Jeez. the wrong platform for me. Twitter's where well, all the good, good porn is at. Yeah, but yeah, you get lost in that though. It's overwhelming. Yeah, and there's some of that porn where it's just like you just can't unsee it. Well, like, especially when it pops up right, th- like first thing in the morning, and you're just opening your eyes. You're like, oh, I didn't need that like, right now. Like maybe I'm seven p.m., not seven a.m. But it's I'm not just like, that. It's it, it, it's the fact that like. With Twi- so with Instagram, like I was originally on t- on Tumblr, and then Andrew A R D J A R D G J convinced me to go to Instagram. You know, two years ago, whatever it was, and like it, it was similar in that I could actually write my underwear reviews or whatever. Twitter is just like it's just like all about showing off and just being you know whatever, and so like it's just the complete wrong platform for me. I just I gotta just go back to Instagram at some point. I will say, as I affectionately always say to you guys, as my fairy godbrothers, you have brought me a huge amount of gay culture and understanding and given me a lot of lessons learned and continue when I am dumb and don't know something to fill me in. But I have also been um, totally thrown into the deep end of that pool on our Twitter account. (laughs) 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 That gay Twitter algorithm, watch out. Pretty much. All right, people, uh, have a great week. Uh, we'll have a new show next week. I don't, um, I do not have my schedule up in front of me to tell you what's coming the next. Week. I think it's our barely brief will be next with me and Stevie, and then we have a special episode of that with a special guest coming in the first part of November. So if you're a beefy boy or you like beefy boys in underwear, listen to that show. And Mr. Stevie, what do you have to add? Yeah, uh, it's, well, it's also for body positivity. Go listen and um, get a perspective. Sure. And then you yeah, can because always... like, what's the what's the motto? Like, I might be straight skinny, but I'm definitely gay fat. Like, <laughs> so oh, you know, yeah, you're knows? yeah. No, we're we're, we're going to disband those myths. That's that's not how the world works anymore. We're Absolutely, getting... I love that. And then also, Andy, Eric, and Ryan are on the Thong Show, which we just released the second episode last week. Hope you listened, which was great. We got to plan the next one ahead of time. So it's going to be on the schedule. It's on the schedule, but it hasn't been scheduled yet. So that tells you something. Uh, And then our brief 
Tales are is our interview show where we interview regular guys, how they fell in love with underwear, models in the industry, photographers coming up, our first photographers coming up. I'm in talks now, and also brands, which we did him wear a couple weeks ago. So go give that a listen and read the blog. Go to the Speedo Movement. Follow all our boys. Interact with us on social. We love you. And I guess that's it. Bye, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thanks Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.